my number one is Christian Gonzalez. Uh, Mark has Joey Porter Jr. as number one, and Dibes has Devon Witherspoon. So uh, I'm going to kick us off with Christian Gonzalez, and we'll circle back to everybody else. So uh, Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. He was a four-star recruit who started his career at Colorado before transferring to Oregon for 2022, and he earned uh, first-team All-Pac-12 honors. He is 6'1", 197 pounds. That's 89th percentile for height for the cornerback position. He's going to be just under 21 years old on draft night. And then he ran a 4.3840 at the combine with a 41.5-inch vertical jump. That is a 9.96 relative athletic score. So up there, elite athleticism, 95th percentile broad jump, 96th percentile vertical leap. He's got all the athleticism that you could ever want. He had 51 tackles in 2022 to go along with four interceptions and seven passes defensed. What I really like about Gonzalez is he's physical at the line of scrimmage. Uh, He likes to play press man coverage and get up and get on receivers, disrupt that timing. And then I think he's really good at mirroring routes and staying on receivers hips once he's through that initial phase of the press. But he's not just a press man guy. He he plays zone well, too. I think he does a really good job in zone coverage of uh, staying keyed on the quarterback, reading his eyes while maintaining awareness of the receivers in his area. And he can click and close downhill in a flash. And so he's really got it all there. He's got top end speed. We talked about the 40 time. Uh, he was clocked at 23.3 miles per hour on the GPS in 2021. I think at the catch point, he does a really good job of raking at the arms of receivers. I would like to see him attack the ball more. I don't, four, you know, four interceptions, seven pass breakups. I still don't think he attacks the ball a lot. He chooses to attack the arms more. Uh, And he's a really good tackler. He only missed about 6% of his tackle attempts in 2022. So there's a lot to like about his game. Uh, There's some weaknesses, though. I feel like he's aggressive and that makes him prone to double moves b let's talk about your 1a dives you have devon witherspoon the cornerback out of illinois at number one mark and i both have him at three so we'll let you lead us off there yeah this has been my guy (laughs) and i'm not gonna go off that hill man Uh, i've been a big fan of witherspoon for the last few months uh he's been a big riser six foot tall 180 pounds excellent in coverage he's a ball hawk unlike kind of Christian Gonzalez, 13 passes defended in 2022. In man coverage, he's allowed only seven catches and zero touchdowns per PFF. Quarterbacks have posted a 27.3 passer rating when targeting receivers covered by Devin Witherspoon. Uh, I think the two words that define Devin Witherspoon is just quick trigger. Uh, This is just one of the best read and react defensive players in the draft. Uh, His combination of fluid hips, uh, excellent athleticism and ball skills give him a true high ceiling as a, as a, a CB1 at the next level. Uh, there are a lot of things that he needs to clean up. Uh, his footwork is inconsistent. Uh, he tends to overplay routes. Uh, he struggles to play with leverage at times. But I think a lot of that can, uh, you know, uh, get fixed at the NFL level. And, you know, where he's currently at his development, um, I think he's probably going to be best in a, more of a zone-heavy scheme. Uh, that'll allow him to kind of use his elite athleticism, that read and react A to B short area speed to kind of uh, make plays on the football more so. Uh, but if he can refine his hips and footwork a little bit more, man, 
I, I think this guy's ceiling is off the freaking charts, man. I, I love Devin Witherspoon. Uh, really fun watch on tape. Uh, and he is my 1A at the position. Uh, Mark, you mentioned Joey Porter Jr. He is your number one. He's two for me. He's four for dives. So you lead us off and talk to us about Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, Joey Porter Jr. And you'll hear me say this quite often, but he's he's got he's like a pterodactyl. He's got pterodactyl arms. He's six two and a half for a corner. That length and that size, I think, is just so important. And he had a nine six two RAS, a four four six forty, elite ten yard split. Uh, so even better in the ten yard split than he was in the forty. Four star prospect out of high school, three year starter at Penn State. Uh, PFF grades at 70, 67, and seventy three over the three years. I don't think that those accurately depict how good he was over all three of his years because even in 2020 i remember watching penn state and joey porter jumping off the screen and me going wait a second that's that's joey porter's kid like i remember this happening all the way back in the first year he was getting uh time the negative on joey porter only one pick in the last three years so you have to worry about the ball skills a, a little bit there He's really good and really patient in press coverage. He only allowed 68 yards on 106 snaps in press all season. Great leverage, great with his hands, uses his length, has really loose hips, can turn with the best of them. 40% uh, forced incompletion rate in 2022, which actually led all Power 5 cornerbacks. Seven of those forced incompletions came against Purdue, which is the most in a single game by a Power 5 cornerback in the PFF college era. That one comes straight from PFF. He gave up 15 catches for 143 yards on 30 or on 30 targets with zero touchdowns last year. He allowed just 3.7 yards per passing attempt as the primary defender, which was fifth. Contested 76% of the passes thrown his way, which was fourth. And like Shane said, you can, you know, it's a drinking game. You you can you can take a drink. He's a little grabby. Uh, we'll roll on to uh, dives number three here. And man, this opens up a whole, well, we'll just do your number three dives is Brian branch. Uh, he's number five for Mark. He is number six for me. Uh, we're talking about the safety out of Alabama. So why don't you talk to us about him? Uh, you can add Brian branch into the basket of guys that I refuse to get emotionally invested in because I know Howie Roseman will never touch him in round one. I'm just not going there. Uh, but I love this guy. Uh, versatility is this guy's number one calling card. Excellent read and reactability. He can blitz the quarterback. He can make plays on the ball. Uh, I think he's a plug-and-play starter in the NFL from day one. He can thrive at safety. He can thrive at corner if you need if you need him. He can match up well against size. He's got really good burst and transition quickness to uh, play sticky coverage. Um, yeah, just some of the best eyes, tackling ability, blitzing capability, uh, versatility to just be a true high-end starter from day one. This guy is a sure thing that should be available for the Eagles at number 10. This is one of my favorite scenarios for the Eagles, actually, to kind of trade back a little bit and look at. Uh, so Brian Branch, man, uh, he struggled a little bit uh, against wide receivers in you know vertical routes, uh, but I just think this guy could be potentially a defensive rookie of the year candidate uh, if he's in the right system. Uh, that versatility paired with uh, his just overall talent makes him just one of the most fun prospects in this draft. Uh, I think he can play everywhere. I think he can play uh, all across the secondary. He could even play a little bit of linebacker uh, if the occasion calls for it. He can play in his own scheme. He can play, you know, just destroy those underneath routes. He can play in man coverage and uh, due to his elite 
uh, recognition skills. So, and I think he can play in the slot. I don't like. Th- I think when you look at the Eagles' needs at the safety position, with possibly Tonsi Gardner Johnson on the move, we'll see. Uh, but he just checks off so many boxes. Uh, Cam Smith, cornerback out of South Carolina. He is a four-star prospect, uh, a three-year contributor for South Carolina who had 91 tackles, uh, three and a half tackles for loss, six interceptions, and 18 pass breakups across his career. He is 6'1", 180 pounds, which is eighth percentile for weight. Uh, we'll get to that. He ran a 4-4-3-40 at the combine, 38-inch vertical, 11-2 broad jump, and that all coalesced into a 9.57 relative athletic score. In 2022, he had 27 tackles, one interception, five pass breakups. I think uh, Cam Smith is really physical at the line of scrimmage and press coverage, similarly to what I talked about with Joey Porter Jr., although less impactful because of the arm length and things, but he does a really good job of pressing and then transitioning into that trail technique. Unlike Joey Porter Jr., though, I think he's got really good spatial awareness and off coverage. He, he knows where his man and the quarterback are at all times. He does a good job driving down uh, on passes from off coverage. In 2021, he played outside, but then he moved between outside and the slot in 2022. He took 357 snaps at the boundary, 196 in the slot. So there's some versatility there. He is a ball hawk. He was targeted 94 times in his career, and 22 of those were intercepted or broken up. And so he loves to go make a play on the ball. Uh, He's a very willing tackler. He's not afraid to stick his nose in the fan. Uh, Unfortunately, his technique's not the best. In fact, I would say it's probably flat out bad. He tries to cut the feet instead of wrapping up a lot of times. Uh, He had a 16.3% missed tackle rate. And so he's going to have to clean that up, Uh, especially if he's going to play in the slot. You've got to be a better tackler than that. I think he takes bad angles in the run game at times and uh, take a drink, but he's grabby downfield, especially against double moves. So he's definitely grabby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That leaves us with Mark's number four. Uh, It is Emmanuel Forbes. He's the cornerback from Mississippi state. He's fifth on dives board. He's eighth on mine. Uh, So Mark, take it away. Emmanuel Forbes. I think this is my number one riser from when the season ended to now uh which is funny because he didn't have a great combine in terms of the the weigh-in aspect of it but he was great everywhere else in terms of that combine but i've just had more of a chance to to dive deep into the tape and and research this guy more and man i think he's so good on film like i think he's so talented um this is like you said you were standing on the table for paulson adebo a few years or a few years ago i I feel like he's going to be available at 30 and then again in the second round potentially, and I'm just going to be like, what are you doing? Like this guy is going to be a stud. Um, even though I do understand the concerns, uh, obviously 166 pounds, six and a, six foot and a half, uh, still a 9.32 RIS, given that information, which tells you he knocked it out of the park athletically. An elite 40 yard dash at 4.35, just as elite in the 10 to 20 yard splits. Like I said before, pterodactyl. Sauce Gardner-like arms on Emmanuel Forbes. Um, Tested well, especially for his size in the vertical and the broad jump. Three-year full-time starter at the highest level in the SEC. 2022 PFF grade of 87.2. 
You're not seeing a lot of 87.2 PFF grades if you look among these top guys. I mean, Porter, I laid it out for. Witherspoon and Gonzalez, I I don't know if they were even that high. But a coverage grade of 89.3. He's got the best ball skills in this class, in my opinion, and I don't think it's particularly close. Um, Over the course of his three-year career, he came down with 13 interceptions. That's four more than the next closest Power 5 cornerback since 2020. Uh, let's roll on here to my number five. I'm the only one who hasn't revealed number five yet. It is Deontay Banks. He clocks right. in at seventh for dives. He is ninth for Mark. Uh, so Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. He started eight games as a true freshman. Then he played three games in the shortened 2022, or excuse me, the shortened 2020 season. And then he only played two games in 2021. He had a shoulder injury, but he put it all together in 2022. Had 38 tackles, one interception, eight pass breakups. Uh, he is six foot tall, 197 pounds, uh, just over 22 years old. He ran a 4.3540 at the combine, which was 92nd percentile. A 42 inch vertical, which was 97th percentile. His broad jump was 98th percentile. He had a 9.99 relative athletic score. Was a huge winner of the combine. He has a very physical play style. He loves to get his hands on receivers at the line of scrimmage and disrupt timings, whether that be from a uh, press man coverage or even just press zone coverage. And then he has elite athleticism, as I mentioned with the jumps and the sprints and the relative athletic score. Uh, He's just an elite athlete. He's so fluid and he's strong at the catch point. He does well to contest routes. Uh, When he's in off coverage, he clicks and closes really well on underneath routes. And he's an outstanding tackler. He's got great technique in his tackling. So that's a concern sometimes with corners. It's not a concern with banks. However, he can be a little over-aggressive at times. Uh, He really likes to go for a two-handed jam at the line of scrimmage. That's something that J.C. Horn also liked to do. Yeah, Johnson's a player I really liked all year. Um, and, and, you know, diving deep has only made me like him more. Uh, 6'2", 200, only a 5'2", 7 RAS, definitely a problematic combine for him. Um, a 4'5", 240-yard dash, which is pretty solid for his safety. 81.6 PFF grade in 2022, 87.4 PFF grade in 2021. Um, great in run defense, solid in coverage. Two-year starter, three-year contributor at Texas A&M. He was a high-level slot cornerback in his two seasons starting for Texas A&M. There's no reason to think that, that can't continue in the NFL if you wanted to use him in that way, I think. Um, but he, I, I think that a big part of why I'm high on him and dives or, or Shane kind of mentioned earlier – I have a tendency of falling for these guys (laughs) who have that positional versatility and that flexibility at the next level. Um, I think he's definitely versatile. Versatile. That's I made up a word. Versatile. Um, I do think he's got the size and traits to be a true safety, but he can play slot corner. He can even play like dime linebacker in some packages. He's super, super versatile. Plays great against the run. Masterful at defending screens. Huge tackle radius. Crazy burst. You'd like to see more plays on the ball, but you'll you'd think you'll see more of that at safety because he was playing so much slot corner. I don't think he was really put in position to use ball skills or really even develop those. So that might be something you're developing at the next level. I don't know if that's lack of athleticism, but you'd think the length would help there, especially at the safety position. Um, I think the NFL comp is a guy who just got paid a lot of money by the Atlanta Falcons, I believe, Jesse Bates. 
Um, pretty exact athletic comp there. Uh, would need to improve his ball skills to live up to that Bates comp. But I, I think that a lot of that I'm projecting because I just don't think he was put in, put in position to succeed there in terms of making plays in terms of turnovers. Uh, we've got some interesting thoughts on Ringo, but Dibes, you lead us off and we'll circle back. Uh, just elite athleticism, quick trigger, strong ball skills, really good length. Um, he can blitz. He can, you know, set the edge. Uh, I think he has the ceiling of a three down starter, <laughs> whether that's at cornerback or safety. I think that's a, a positive, uh, but great size, six foot two, 205 pounds. He had a great 40 yard dash time at four, three, six. That was fifth best among defensive backs at the combine. He's a big time playmaker. Um, and I, I think, you know, this guy is, you know, kind of, an interesting point of discussion when it comes to his ceiling and upside because he's pretty polarizing in many respects. Um, I think he's a first-round talent. I think he's extremely raw, uh, clearly less refined than a lot of these a lot of these corners uh, on these on these big boards here. Um, I think he can get uh, beat up a little bit with, with really good route running. I think we are overreacting to getting destroyed by Marvin Harrison Jr., who could, you know, at this point next year could be one of the best wider college wide receivers of all time. He's going to be a top five pick. That's how good Marvin Harrison Jr. is. Um, so I think, you know, he needs to build his technique. Um, I think he has all the physical traits. Um, I think he's an absolute home run pick uh, first rounder uh, in my book. Uh, and I really like Keely Ringo. I think he has everything you look for uh, when it comes to tools, when it comes to physical measurables, things like that. I just, I, I think, I think Keely Ringo gets too much hate around most draft circles. Dives has Sidney Brown as his number eight. Uh, he is number 11 for me. So he's just outside my top 10 first guy out. So Dives, talk to us about Sidney Brown. Yes. Talk about position versatility because that's what Sidney Brown brings here great instincts big time production i think he's underrated uh he's been one of the true risers of the draft process dominated at the senior bowl had a really good day at the combine uh polished cover skills really good speed physical at the stem really good balance really great short area balance or short area quickness um at illinois he was extremely versatile he was playing on multiple levels within multiple schemes um, this is a guy that could do a little bit of everything uh, really, really well. Uh, you look at the last two seasons, uh, he played primarily as a box safety, 877 snaps in the box. Uh, he's, again, great at coverage. He can match up with tight ends. Uh, he's physical enough to play in the slot. He can play deep safety. Um, he's also a really good on special teams from day one. He can be a core special teamer, uh, which bodes well. Uh, from, you know, for his rookie season just to get on the football field. I, I think he's just one of those, like, versatile chess pieces for any defensive coordinator uh, at the NFL level. Um, he's not a good tackler. That's the thing he needs to clean up. He missed 14 tackles last year. That's not good enough. He needs to finish better. Everybody knows that. Um, and, you know, I th if you watch the tape, he's de he definitely has gotten trucked a little bit by running backs uh, in college, but um, he doesn't shy away from contact. Okay, let's go to our number 10. We all, ironically, have the same <laughs> number awesome. 10. It's the only place <laughs> in this entire top 10 that we were all the same. Uh, and it is so Clark funny. Phillips the third. And 
So uh, I'll lead us off here with Clark Phillips, third out of Utah. He was a 31-game starter with nine career interceptions, four of which he returned for touchdowns. 2022, he was the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, this guy is small, 5'9", 184 pounds. That is 7th percentile for height, 16th percentile for weight. He is 1st percentile for arm length. So he's got the little T-Rex arms. Uh, he ran a 4-5-1 40-yard dash, which is 44th percentile, but his 10-yard split was a 1-5-1, which is 74th. So uh, that's good. He's strong. Uh he had 18 reps on the bench. When I watch his strengths, he's a twitched up explosive athlete. He move, he gets where he's going fast. Uh, he mirrors routes well. And I think he's really fluid in his transitions throughout routes and, and just his lateral agility mobility. And then he's got exceptional ball skills. He's disruptive at the catch point when he's not able to make a play on the ball. But even with his little tiny T-Rex arms, He's able to make a play on a lot of balls. Um, the weaknesses, he he is a willing tackler. He just struggles due to his size and his frame. Uh, teams targeted him in the running game, and he struggled to get off blocks and bring down ball carriers, and that's going to be something that he's going to have to work on. Is It's not so much play strength. I mean, he's strong. It's just his frame. He's going to have to be get better at deconstructing those blocks. Um he played 374 snaps on the boundary, and then he played 214 in the slot. And his profile makes him a slot corner, but his run defense, it makes him a boundary corner. And so he's either going to have to improve his run defense to stick in the slot, or you're going to be playing a guy with 29 and an eighth inch arms out at the boundary, which is also not an area that you want to live in. So he's a little bit of a tweener. Dives, Mark, we watched a lot of guys. Did you guys have any honorable mentions, guys that just missed your top 10 that you want to give a shout out to? Uh, Dives, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, the guy I really want to throw out a shout out for is Chris Smith out of Georgia. Um, you know, just the Swiss army knife of the defensive backs in this draft, man. He's incredibly good at all things just like my other kind of safeties in this class. Smith's versatility and leadership are the standouts here. He's He was a captain and a key on-field communicator for Georgia's two historically dominant defenses. Uh, Georgia used him in multiple ways. Uh, they played him deep. They moved him in the box. They played him in the slot. He can cover ground really quickly. Um, his physicality and willingness as a tackler was also uh, really impressive, especially at, at the line of scrimmage. He reads route combinations in front of him, read and react just in a flash. Um, he's got some missed tackles on film for sure. And he's not an elite ball hawk, um, but he can contribute on special teams from day one. He's not a turnover creator like, like an Emmanuel Forbes. But I think this is a, a high floor safety prospect that should be drafted on day two. He dominated the senior bowl um, and he's just always around the football. Christopher Smith, man, is one to watch. I wanted to highlight my num my clear number three safety um, because, you know, since we're doing top 10 DBs, it almost feels like the safeties get lost in the shuffle a little bit because corners are a little bit more valuable. But I think Jordan Battle is the clear number three safety in this class for me out of Alabama. 6'1", 299 RAS, long arms, great in the 40, even better in the 10 and 20 yard splits. Four-year starter under Saban at Alabama with tremendous athleticism. 
sign me up. That's all you need to tell me. There's a couple things right there. He offers the side speed and pedigree to become a starter early in the NFL uh, career at the next level. Not a fantastic tackler, but makes the plays in front of him. Run support consistency diminishes away from the line. He's not great at reading open field cuts, but he's got the physical and mental makeup that you want in a safety and in a leader of your defense. Versatility to cover the slot and support versus to the run in the box. He moves fluidly in coverage, transitions with good balance, uh, 81 PFF grade at the highest level of the highest level of the SEC, returned three of his six career interceptions for touchdowns. Doesn't mean much, but it's a fun stat. Um, and his NFL comp, I would say, is Justin Reed. Right. Wait, I want to just throw this out there. I am shocked Mark didn't go with J.L. Skinner there out of Boise State, man. If you love Antonio Johnson, J.L. Skinner is like six foot four, 220 pounds, moves like a linebacker. He's, he's right after this. I, okay. I'm, always, I'm always partial to Nick Saban D-backs. I mean, we, we can go back to last year and talk okay. about how I had Josh Job ranked like 98th. So, like, yeah, I mean, I, I always fall in love with, with Alabama D-backs, and I think Saban can really coach him up, especially at the safety position. For my honorable mention, I'm going to shout out Julius Brents uh, from Kansas nice. State. Uh, I, I just loved watching this guy. He's 6'3", 198 pounds, like – Go to your go to mock draftable and look up Julius Brent spider chart. It's just a shaded in circle. He's 96th percentile height, 99th percentile wingspan, 98 arm length, 83rd hand size, 96th vertical, 99th broad jump, 98th three cone drill. He had a 9.82 relative athletic score. He's just a freak athlete. He had 45 tackles, uh, three and a half tackles for loss, four interceptions, and four passes defensed this year. He is just a big physical corner who excels coming downhill against the run, uh, against underneath passing concepts, and he likes to play from off alignments. That's where he's used best. Um, he uses his length well when he is asked to press to disrupt releases, but I think you primarily want him in off coverage where he does a really good job reading route concepts from his zone alignments, and he reacts appropriately. Like He carries the guys where he's supposed to. He keys off the quarterback's. Um, I will say at times, I think he gets a little tunnel visioned on the quarterback and he loses receivers, but uh, not often, but you do see it. Uh, I also think he's a little slow to flip his hips when he carries vertical routes. Like he gives up separation while he's transitioning that he doesn't have the speed to make up his four five three forty, So he's not elite burner speed, uh, but his athletic profile is elite almost everywhere else. 